You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Freedom Sunday, and I am thankful that we still live in a free country where we still can gather, where we still can worship, we can still petition and protest. So we're in... What? No, okay, sorry. I, I'm thankful that we, we go to a church where... Oh, I'm supposed to smile more. I'm thankful that we go to a church that preaches freedom, that preaches deliverance from bondage, from fear. I'm thankful for pastors that, that go out of their way to help people get free and to stay free. Um, but I had a really hard time preparing to preach today. And um, if we're going to be honest... It's Pastor Leanne's fault (laughs) because as of last Saturday, a week ago, I was ready to go. I had a message that I thought, I need to practice it still, but I had the the message that I thought was, was the right message for today. And then she preached it. (laughs) So I mentioned, this is my first time. I am not a professional speaker. Um, I've done a lot of like MC stuff before, but I've never had to prepare something from God for, I don't know, 150, 200 people. Um, I need more time than a week. And God wasn't really telling me anything until Tuesday. And, and, then, and then it didn't make sense. It's like, yeah, that's cool, God, but that has nothing to do with this. And, I was wrong, but um, as I usually am. So he, he told me this thing that we're going to go through on, I think it was Tuesday, and it wasn't until Thursday night at, I don't know, 11-something, where it finally made sense. That's when I started reading that Luke verse again. So if we could throw that up again, I want to I read it one more time. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor then he rolled up the scroll this is Jesus he's in the temple gave it back to the attendant and sat down the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him it's kind of like this is the moment he just said this really cool thing and now everyone's watching him and then he says today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing so I'm going to say that today my title is Freedom Fulfilled. And I'm going to proclaim that over everyone here, that you are free, that you are no longer oppressed, that you have recovered your sight, and that this year will be a favorable year for you. I, you saw me with these glasses. Um, when I first wrote my notes, they fit on, I don't know, five or six pages but I couldn't read any of them. So now I have like, I don't know, 13 pages of size 20 font, but I'm getting lost with all these papers up here. So um, I tried to write down the, the highlights so I could just keep one piece of paper, but I can't read my handwriting. So bear with me one second. So. The, the verse that um, God shared with me on Tuesday that I want to um, read today is John 10.10. 10. 
And I, I grew up in church. I've been in church. Uh, by the way, I forgot. My parents are here. I want to thank my parents, too. It's because of my mom and dad that I know whatever it is that I know about relationships and business and Jesus and how to pick good pizza. Um, so thank you to my parents for being here and for having me. Um, so John 10.10, 10, it's a verse that I, I've heard, if I've heard it once, I've heard it 10,000 times. Um, I don't usually read it in this translation because that's not what our previous church would use, but I really like the way this one reads. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, and I have come that they may have life and life to the full. So, you know, that's a pretty cool verse. It's encouraging. That, that sounds a lot like freedom. Um, so... I want to tell a little story. Michael alluded to it um, before. Um, a little over five years ago, actually seven, seven years ago today, um, we were in Wisconsin. It was minus 10 degrees with a minus 40-something wind chill. And um, I'm not from Wisconsin, so I might as well have been in hell. Um, <laughs> But my wife is from Wisconsin, and her family is from Wisconsin, and my kids are from Wisconsin. And um, I had given up that I would ever get to leave. <laughs> I started praying. No, no joke. I am not being a comedian right now. I'm saying I started to pray, God, please help me not hate this place so much. <laughs> uh, some prayers never get answered. Um, but... No, it wasn't all bad. I made a lot of good friends there. My kids were born there. Um, my wife's family is from there. So there's all of the people side of things was great. My work was good there. Um, I, I can't see the clock. This wire is right in the wrong spot. The, I, um, okay, thanks. I, I made a lot of good things, but I just didn't feel connected to it, and I didn't love it. So seven years ago today... And I remember that because it was monumental. Kelly came to me and said, don't get your hopes up. But God spoke to me and told me, we are not going to raise our kids here. So I got my hopes up. <laughs> and um, about a year and a half later, we finally figured out how we were going to, um, you know, where God was leading us, how he was leading us. It wasn't that day she said it, and the next day we moved. It took us... 20 months probably before we were ready to go. So we left Wisconsin. We packed up our house. We, we um, got sold a ton of stuff and threw a ton of stuff away. And we, keep mic in front of mouth. Thank you. Uh, we stole, sold a bunch of stuff. This is my first time. And we got rid of a bunch of stuff and we moved my family of four, my wife, my daughter, my son, our dog, into a 300-square-foot, 38-foot-long fifth wheel. And, um, oh, we also had one of those printers that scans and prints and copies things. Um, but that was about all there was room for besides us. It was small, but it was our home. And God told us that we were going to move to San Diego, but he gave us this opportunity to get here that would take a year. It would be the best year of our lives. We got to travel through, I think it was 24 different states, see all kinds of things with my kids, um, experiences that, that they may have never gotten to see otherwise. I was able to keep working um, 40 or more hours a week. Um, my wife was able to homeschool the kids. And it was 
the best year of our lives. It didn't matter that I had to deal, neither of us knew what we were doing. We had never pulled a trailer of any kind before, let alone a seven-ton RV. I had never had to deal with sewer hoses before. <laughs> I had hit my head on every single part of the trailer. It, it, why are they so little? But it was the best year of our life. And if you'd asked me then, I would have thought, this is living life and living it to the full. Um, I'll come back to that. So we finally end up in San Diego. We buy our house in La Mesa, and we're looking for a church. Because church is important to us. While we were traveling, we went to a different church every week. I probably went to 30 churches that year. Um, none of them were like this. Um, we, we had visited Awaken. We started trying to find a church. We go to two or three churches every Sunday until we, you know, that was our plan. We're going to, we're not going to drag this out. We're not going to go to a church for a month and then go somewhere else. We're going to find the one every week. We'd be back at Awaken and two other churches. <laughs> Awaken and another church. Awaken and two churches. And finally, we just decided to stop pretending that Awaken wasn't our church. <laughs> so... You know, I mentioned that I, I used to think that, that life on the road was um, a full life. Um, but I was reading this John 10, 10 verse um, probably a year and a half, two years ago. And I felt God speak to me and say, yeah, that's cool. That's what the verse says in English. And in the NIV, oh, not that one. Can you show the, the yeah, thank you. That's what the verse says in the NIV. But, you know, there's dozens or hundreds of translations. There's the King James, there's the New King James, the NLT, the NIV, the Message, and a whole lot more. So God said, I'm going to show you a verse, this same verse, in a different translation. So we're going to keep the first part. You can throw that other slide up. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come. And then my next three points are going to be the three points that fill this out that say, why did Jesus come? And I'm going to explore that with you, and um, hopefully it'll mean something to you like it does to me. So point number one is I have come, you can throw up this slide, to heal. So healing, it's, it's you know, freedom, from, freedom from sin, freedom from the law, freedom from natural law. If you're sick, you don't have to be sick. If you're bound by sin, you don't have to be bound by sin. And... You know, I, I wanted to read a verse quick, Romans 6, 14, and then, for sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. So these things don't apply to us anymore. But, yeah, you can clap. That's cool. Um, so a quick interjection. I had never in my life seen a bald eagle in person. Um, I thought I saw one once flying somewhere, but it was too far away, and it could have just been, I don't know, some other hawk or something. But uh, about five years ago, I was walking with my wife and kids, and um, I came across this, which I thought, oh, that's, that's like a real one. It's not, it's not animatronics. It's not Disneyland. It's, that's a real bald eagle. And it, um, I took that picture with my phone. Um, but what you may or may not be able to see because of the cropping is right up here in the top, there's a brick wall. And then there's a fence over here that's just out of view. And then there's sidewalks. This, this 
symbol of our freedom, the one that can like look through your eyes into your soul and tell if you're a patriot or not, it, it was injured and couldn't fly. And this zoo, oh, I'm, go ahead. This zoo was taking care of it because it, it, it had no freedom. It, it's the symbol of freedom, but it was bound. It looked like it was free, but it wasn't. And I started to wonder the other day, you know, that might be how I or some of you looked at a previous church where there was religious things to be concerned about, where there was bondage put on you by your fellow man. I don't know. Jesus came to free us from that. He came to free, give us spiritual freedom from bondage. He came to give us financial freedom from people that have had loss, from people that are looking for more. He came to give us emotional freedoms and restore our relationships and, and physical healing too. Um, you might've known I was in the hospital in November for the COVID thing. And um, apparently I was supposed to go to sleep and not wake up. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't feel like that. But I found out later that when your oxygen level in your blood is that low, you're either supposed to die or have serious organ trouble or brain trouble or something um, later. But I went into the hospital, and before we went, Kelly mentioned um, that we took communion. And there was not one second, not even a millisecond, in the hospital where I had any fear I had complete peace because I had been hearing that week God speak to me about you have this to do. I have a purpose for you to be here. And his purpose didn't include me dying the next week. Um, so, so I had no fear. I, I, I just was serving my time, waiting to get out, waiting to be free like the eagle, you know? Yeah. So anyway... Jesus came to heal. So that's point one. Point two, Jesus came to thrill. So this one, you know, he came to thrill us. He came to give us a freedom from fear. I'm going to have to look at my notes now because this is the good stuff. Oh, they're upside down too. Sorry. All right. He came to thrill us. You know, serving him isn't always easy. And it wasn't promised that it would be. It's hard. Um, sometimes it can be scary, and I don't mean that in a, in a fearful way, but scary as in, um, like if you intended to jump out of an airplane with a parachute, there's some amount of fear there. Yeah. But it's thrilling. It's exhilarating. Yeah. And you, you, you step past the scariness, and, and you do it. And that's... A lot of times what following Jesus is like, and he came to thrill us and give us freedom from the fear and allow ourselves to be scared and step past that. So about three and a half years ago, um, it was two weeks before Kelly and I launched our business. I was at a a small guy's prayer group, and um, God gave me an actual vision um, where you, like, see something. And I prefer, I mean, it's more like, a daydream where I'm in an action movie, but it was from God. It, it, it wasn't, I didn't make it up. And in this thing, I was, I, was, I was hiking with a friend of mine, and it was kind of a rough trail, but not real hard. You know, it was the kind where you stop every mile or two and rest for a minute, and then you're ready to go. A little exertion, but it was comfortably difficult. 
and on the right there's like a we're on the side of a mountain so the mountain goes up and on the left there's like um this vast dense uh wilderness forest trees um and we're talking and all of a sudden this friend of mine who i never actually saw their face so i'm gonna say it was the holy spirit they grab my arm and they pull me through the trees and they start running breakneck speed i don't run breakneck speed this is a vision um <laughs> If I ran, I would break my neck. Um, but we're running through trees. We're jumping over things. We're you know, getting slapped in the face by branches. And it's, it's one of the most vivid things I've seen. I, I, I don't even know if I can explain it as, as clear as the picture was. If you can imagine you know, the, the thriller movies where someone's running through the forest, that's me and the Holy Spirit. Um, and you know, the, the natural me, while I'm watching this in my mind, says, but, but I want to get back. I want to get back to that trail. I want to see where that trail goes. And right then, God stops the vision, and he says, I didn't call you to walk on a trail that was comfortably difficult. I called you to run through the forest with me because what I have on the other side of this is so much better than what you thought you were going to get at the end of this trail. So, um, you know, comfortably difficult is not what his plan is for us. And this is this whole message, you know, the way I've been preparing it is kind of an example of the message itself. It's like super meta. But um, th th this one point is the one that, that hits me the most. It's the one that I am preaching myself, preaching to myself the most. Do I want to be thrilled? Do I want freedom from fear? Am I free from fear? How will I know if I'm free from fear if there's not something there? that might scare me. And, you know, if, if there's not any danger, how will I know? Or do we want it to be comfortably difficult where we're doing stuff, but it's comfortable? I just wonder, you know, what are we losing if we hang on to our comfort? So um, I am deciding for me to trust that where he wants to take me is better than where I wanted to go in the first place. And that leads me to my third point which I might be on time. So my point number three, um, Jesus came to heal and to thrill and to deploy. I don't know if you caught it, but those words all rhyme with the ones that were in the verse. <laughs> Steal, kill, destroy. Yeah. Never mind. I liked it. I thought it was cool. You don't, you don't, no, don't even clap. Stop. So he came to deploy us, and, and that being deployed is freedom from self. It's freedom from selfishness, freedom from being concerned about me and mine, and instead being free to focus on the others that God has called us to minister to. So the, you know, there, there's two things in the Bible um, that Jesus spoke in, you know, in his last days on earth, and um, that was his deploying us. So we're going to read Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Uh, the Great Commission, you've probably heard it before. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus didn't say, Hey guys, I, I have a good idea. He said, I have all authority. Go. 
he's deploying us. It's like a general giving instructions to the other officers in the commands to go and make disciples. And if you pair that with what he said was his, his new commandment, uh, to love each other, to love one another as he has loved us, that's putting the entire focus of us and our freedom on how we can get to the place where we are not just worried about us being free, but we're able to reach out to others and bring them to their own place of freedom. Um, you know, we, we each have a purpose. God has a, a fit for you. And it's not just for you. It's to play a part of discipling others and loving others and bringing others to know him. Um, you know, over the last few years, I've been discovering my purpose and stepping into something new, something that was bigger than myself and something that I not only did I never think I wanted to do it, I actively did not want to do it. But God called me there, and I, I've seen how my life has changed, and we've been able to affect others in, in one way or another because of that. But um, when I was in the hospital and the weeks leading up to and since then, um, I felt him say, you know, well done, but now there's something more. So, um, you know, quick plug as we're getting close to the end here, you know, Pastor Lisa mentioned the DNA course today. If you're new to our church, um, if you've been here for a few months or less, I encourage you to, to come over. Um, I'm going to be speaking again, even though I'm going to be wishing for a nap, that I'm going to be speaking on how to connect with your purpose. So I won't give that away here, because then you won't come later. But, you know, he was telling me, You've done well with the purpose that you knew about, but there's more coming. And he hasn't revealed it to me yet, but while I was in the hospital, I got an email. Somehow I ended up on some mailing list for some devotional that comes once a week, and I usually ignore it because I get 10,000 emails a day, but I didn't have anything else to do in the hospital. So I read it, and it said, I hear his whisper. I know what lies ahead, and let me tell you about your future. It's nothing like your past. Say it again. Let me tell you about your future. It's nothing like your past. I have shaped you with my hands and prepared you for all that's coming. And these words, they're written from God's point of view. And, you know, the first time I read them, it, it was kind of like a haunting thing. It was like, it's kind of spooky, you know? Even though I know that's God, I know it was from him, but it, it like, affected me in the way that a lot of other words haven't, that I know what your past is and your future is not going to be like that. And it's him preparing to deploy us again and then again and then again and then again. And he wants the same thing. I'm not special. He wants the same thing for all of you. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do this and the clock is already red, but um, right before I came up here, um, I was praying, and I was praying, you know, God, use me, get my nature out of the way, and let your words be in my mouth, and all the things to try to prepare myself, and all of a sudden, God stopped, and I, I saw a picture for, like, two seconds, and it was like a waving thing. At first, I didn't know what it was, but it was, it was like um, 
a, a picnic blanket. It's the best thing I can think of. And I've never met you two, but I know who you are behind Pastor Michael and Lisa, Heather's sister. Don't 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 worry. I'm not gonna like make this too weird, but this was a word for you, and it was a picture of a blanket where other people had thrown a bunch of stuff. You know, picnic leftovers, uh, garbage napkins, plates. You know, whatever happens after you're sitting out enjoying the day, they left all of their stuff on your blanket. And you were picking it up and shaking it off and it was rippling and all of the things that were on it that weren't yours were just falling off. So be encouraged that whatever might have been is not who you are. It's someone else's garbage and they get to deal with it. So, so I'm, I'm done. Um, I wanted to, there's one more picture to put up here at the end. You know, I want to read this verse this time because I'm not saying that it is official Bible, but this is the words that God gave me. Yeah. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come to heal and thrill and deploy. John 10, Scott Isaacs version. We're free from loss and sickness and addiction because he heals us. We're free from fear and oppression because he thrills us. We're free to impact others because he deploys us. You know, gathering for worship... You know, that, that could get dangerous, but we have freedom of worship. We don't have freedom of worship because it's in the Constitution. We have freedom of worship because Jesus came to heal us and to thrill us and to deploy us. And no matter what changes around us with our government, with our culture, with um, regulations, or whatever that would try to, to, to change our ability to worship God, we are free because he made us free. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.